Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today, I have a guest with me. That's an, another podcaster. And this is the second episode that I'm doing of Podcast Collide. Stephanie, please tell my audience about you and tell them about your podcast. All right. Well, I'm Stephanie. I live in Canada, eh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I started my podcast in August. It's called Steph Up Podcast because of my name and <laughs> because it's about... Well, it's about learning about different things. So my tagline is we delve into different topics to learn about ourselves and more about others. And I'm learning a lot about personal development, self-growth. And so I want to share that with others as I'm learning and then talk to other people. So it's kind of like a we're moving forward in life. And that's why I named it Step Up. Okay, I, I like that. And that makes sense there, Step Up. Now, Although it makes it messes with people's autocorrects, like you told me, <laughs> it goes step up a lot of the times. Right? Yeah, it goes step up, and then like uh, originally what got us talking, because uh, in the podcast community, uh, y'all guys have to understand, we all uh, share each other's podcasts. Well, I'm an Apple person, and everybody knows that I'm an Apple fanatic. When I go look on Apple and I look for this podcast, I couldn't find it. So I came back to you and asked you about it. And that's what started our long conversation. And then you went back and looked at it. And then we both looked at it at some different point. And I finally got the the right uh, name and everything. And I got the podcast and I was able to listen to it and go on from there. So that that take on that name, yes, it is hard with autocorrect. No doubt on that. Yeah. Or also because my website is Step Up Podcast and also my Facebook. But it's actually two words. It's Step Up podcast and so then I get like oh should I change it what you know gets confusing I don't know <laughs> okay so what made you want to develop a podcast I know that you explained it just a moment ago but I'm going to go deep into my question I'm going to kind of do a little Barbara Walters thing or Diane Sawyer like what made you decide that you wanted to do a podcast because there's so many things that you could have been doing during COVID-19 or any time in life what made you want to do a podcast well I actually so I had to quit my job about a year ago due to health issues. Okay. And then I've always, I, I was actually, start, I'm starting to get into the voiceover voice acting business. So I was researching mics and sound and um, editing software and all these things. And it's very overwhelming. And I'm the type that procrastinates. So I will put it off. But I was thinking, I like to get creative. So, and I like to have chats with people. So I was thinking, what if I did a podcast? And then if I started, I would have deadlines. So I would have to learn this by a certain time. And I would have to do this, right? And that kind of got me rolling into understanding. I've learned so much in that time, which I probably would have kept putting off until who knows when. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do enjoy chatting with people. Um, I used to be super shy when I was a kid. And then, and then I lived in Toronto for 10 years and I worked on the phones for seven, which actually really got me less shy. And I started just chatting with people and then, you know, it's, so now I actually, I enjoy chatting with people, even though when I was, lit, when I was younger, I didn't. Okay. Now that you've had this podcast going for a while, um, what is one of the great takeaways from doing this podcast? Like I'll give you an example for me, for instance. I like doing this podcast because I meet so many people from different places around the world. Because um, in the pre-talk that I do with everybody, once you understand what I do for a living, you understand I see the United States. So that's the United States. Nobody from the United States is 
impressive to me on that just meeting people from different countries for some fact because we have different ways of living but we're really similar in, in other forms so what's your biggest takeaway from your um, podcast honestly i think you're definitely right about me meeting meeting people from different countries i've had zoom calls with a lot of people from the united states um one guy from russia Ooh. um because we, I was involved in like this podcast Zoom group, so we were just discussing our podcast, and it's just so, it's neat to just to meet people and to get ideas. I love, like I said, I like to be creative, so I'll just have a thought, like, oh, I want to do a topic on this, and then I might know somebody, and I realize over the years I know a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> so, or I'll reach out to somebody and think, Hey, why not? We'll try reaching out and seeing if they'll say they'll come on. And sometimes they do. And sometimes they don't, but I just, it's very interesting. I've learned a lot from having the different conversations. Um, so that is definitely fun. And then just being able to share that. I, I'm that type that wants to be able to, uh, Oh, what's it called? See, I forget words sometimes. <laughs> I was really bad when I worked on the phones. I'd be like, what was that word? And then they would tell me. <laughs> I want to uh, basically like make. Enhance? Enhance. Yeah. There's something John Maxwell says, and I can't remember the specific wording. Um, but Enlighten? Make, <laughs> make other people's lives better by what you're doing. Yeah. So enhance their lives, basically. Yeah. It's. <laughs> See, sometimes my brain's not always there. <laughs> That's a problem with talking. Sometimes I like I don't even know what words I'm saying. But then I just laugh it off, and then it and then it's just like, well, it's fun. <laughs> so, Ari, inside of the production, because see, this is the thing that um, I love about certain podcasters in in our pre-talk and, and, and um, audience. Let me tell you this about the pre-talk. What we do uh, um, with podcasts and doing it with another podcaster is really weird to me. Um, we know how to work our guests up. You know how to win your guest over. When I'm talking to another podcaster, we ha I have to figure a common ground. Because just like when I started this podcast a lot, uh, the one thing that is not said, and I will say this in, in general public, um, I actually have to look at, like, me and you collaborate, and I've seen there's enough similarities that, hey, we can collaborate. I've had some that I want to collaborate with, but I've seen, like, that they're just, just too much to the other side of the world for me to get involved with. So I'm like, Hey, I'll appreciate them. Still give them shout outs. So how do you handle your production? Cause that's the one thing that I like to ask uh, inside, you know, to podcasters, how do you handle the production? Cause I'll give you a rundown of mine real quick. Mine is a zoom call. I throw it in garage band, like I told you earlier and I might fix it up a little bit and there it goes. I cut a little bit here and there in that sound. How, how do you do your production? Oh boy. I am a perfectionist. So I'm still striving for that really great sound okay and i i have people who will message me and they're like hey you know the sound wasn't so great on that one i'm like yeah i know <laughs> uh, i do go on zoom and i meet with people and we record on there i was also told by an editor shout out to bad pod um and she said you know if you go and you can use zencaster to record it separately so that the sound is a lot better zencaster doesn't always work though uh <laughs> It all depends. So, but mostly, yeah, I just take the Zoom call and then I use Adobe Audition to edit. Okay. And that's what I was doing. Although now I do 
send it to bad pod. Um, and then I go through, I have a blog on my website. So I, I write up my own thoughts on the episode we did. And then I go on Canva to get my pictures. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, and Canva's just, a general place everybody goes. Yeah, I, I was like, how do people get these really professional-looking pictures? Because here I am just taking my own. And then I found Canva, and I'm like, oh, this makes so much more sense. <laughs> so it's been a really big learning curve. But, and you know what, with the editing, I got to say, it can be fun, I go back and forth. Sometimes I really hate it. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. <laughs> now I'll say like on my part, um, it's kind of crazy. Like I do a little bit of editing, but my shows are known for being raw. So you hear some distortion and depending on if it's a condenser mic or whatever mic I'm using, and uh, that that's what takes place there. So you touched on something also, Canva promotion promotion is something i have not talked to any podcaster on my podcast about um how do you handle your canva like do you go in and because I'll, I'll tell you a quick story there's a fellow podcast i will not mention their name but they know who they are they use just one thing from canva they will take the pictures off of there and they will slap on whoever their guest is same font same everything same color never change anything just go with it but it works for them it's the mm. one piece of Canva they use. Nobody says anything. Everybody appreciates it. Me, for instance, I have so many different templates. It depends on if it's a post, a story, or if it's going to Facebook. So how do you handle all that? I I like to go on there and play around. Um, so like I did, actually, which takes a lot of time. But the other day I was, I'm, I'm revamping my, my podcast picture. Okay. And, um, but yeah, I don't think I, because I also like to change it up, switch it up, be creative. I like to go in there and just find different ones. And then I'll put maybe a, a good quote that I found on the specific topic I did mm-hmm. and um, add it to a picture that maybe fits in with it. But yeah, I, I think Canva's pretty fun. And I recently, because I was paying for the pictures I liked. But I'm like, oh, there's free ones. I'll just go through the free ones and then pick the best one. <laughs> and see, that's where I learned my mistake too. I, I did the little trial for $12.99. And then I got to realizing <laughs> that, you know, I'm not going to act like I'm this great web designer or any type of content creator like that. I like I like the ones that are already pre-made. I can just put my picture over top of it, change <laughs> the colors a little bit, edit the, I'll take the whole text off and make a whole different text so that it's brand new. And yeah. I can just go from there and it's not costing me anything. I'm not saying I'm a cheapskate or anything, but I like those avenues there. Um, now, let me ask you this. Uh, how do you find your guest? Well, mostly it's just been, I'll think of somebody I know. Like I did an episode on mental health with a, a guy I've known for 10 years, Kyle. Okay. And, then, <laughs> and I have a, an episode of philosophy coming up with my friend, Hope, who we were in philosophy together. Other times it's just been people online that I've met um, especially through the John Maxwell group that I'm a part of. Okay. A lot of life coaches through that. Um, and then I've realized I do know quite a few people or I'll just reach out. I, there's different groups, especially on Facebook, where you can find a guest. And yes. so I have some episodes coming up on emotional abuse where I found a um, doctor of counseling and then a survivor. And so that's where I found them. So that's what I've been doing. So far, it's been working, but yeah, I, I think it it's fun that way too. It's fun to chat with your friends, even though I know 
they don't always they do it's not like they're maybe this the biggest expert on something <laughs> but um it is kind of it's great to also have that dynamic with your friends when you're chatting because you already know them and it's it gets when you're getting into interviewing because I get kind of nervous so if I'm going to interview somebody I've never met before I'm just like oh but if it's a friend like there's a there's an easy rapport yeah it's camaraderie and it's kind of natural yeah um me like I don't know I've shared with you uh certain ways that I find guests and different things like that and stuff like that uh I don't know like when I first started out it was hard for me because I had people that I knew that were writing books and I knew people you know so I like you said that would people it worked out for me better that way and then as it progressed and uh things moved up a little bit further I showed you the other ways that we won't speak about on the podcast but there's other <laughs> ways to find people and then the one thing that got crazy to me is the way that people find you and I showed you some of that like the I, I actually hate to say this I actually prefer the ones that I find to the ones that find me because it just seems like you know it's just ugh. But anyway, now <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get with somebody it, who finds you, right? Because it's like I'm wondering, you know, and I hate that I flipped it on me real fast, but I kind of always wonder, like, how did this person find me? And I understand you can get on Pod Chaser or somewhere, and you can actually look on there and see the statistics of where someone's podcast is at. You can see certain information, um, and a lot of people do that. And I was just I'm privy to this knowledge as of Saturday. I didn't know that, that people were actually sitting here and they're looking like guests are out here like, huh, I'm on their phone. Like, uh, uh, uh. this podcast right here, Step Up Podcast has um, 20 million subscribers. Let me go throw my two cents at them. And that's this is what will tie into the next part of um, our podcast, Collide Saying, because we both have an issue that we both have an agreement on. I did a video about this and you know exactly what I'm about to get into. And this is about guest promotion. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll start off real quick if you don't care. My issue has been with certain guests. I put out 20 to 21 episodes in a season. And usually my second season, I was very successful. The people had the same energy as me. And when they didn't, I was able to match it because I had a show before it to carry through to the show in between. I say three shows. The middle show was lackluster, but the other two, sorry about that. That was Taco Bell. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Two shows carried the one middle show. And the middle show is my weakest and the guest never helps. How do you feel about that? Like about guests that don't properly do promotion? It's very frustrating because I've had, I've had a few people and cause it's a, it's a good idea to kind of record a whole bunch at first. So you have them for, you know, a while for maybe like a, a month or so in like advance. Like I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of didn't know this when I started. So I was kind of scrambling for a while, but I did a whole bunch, you know, last year at the end of the year and people were like, Hey, when are you going to post it? And I was like, Oh, well, I, um, you know, this month. And then they'll keep kind of asking me and I'm like, Oh, I understand your friend, you know, you want to get it out, but I, I told you, you know, it's going to be here. And then I find, I kind of look at my downloads and I can see where, which locations they're in. And I'm like, it's that person, nobody from their, their town or their state or whatever listened so I'm like, really? I don't understand. I thought you were excited about it. So it's very frustrating when they're not even promoting and yet I'm promoting them because I'm also tagging them on social media when I release the episode. So 
Yeah, I think that's the most frustrating thing. And, and I find it very frustrating too, because like I noticed like, um, and, I, and I hate to put this out there, but this is something for all podcasters when we do these podcasts and I will say this freely, not naming any guests or anything like that. And I'm not disrespecting anybody, but I'm going to say it like this. Like I even got to the point where I, when we, when you start doing these interviews, I look at it as a mutualistic thing. I'm trying to help someone build their audience. I'm not trying to help someone take my audience to just get their product out there. And that's what I've ran into. I've had some people that I didn't pay attention to, which I have new practices now, guys. Um, <laughs> I didn't essentially look at their social media presence because some people are not coordinated that way. Some people are word of mouth. Um, but I've never seen that word of mouth come to a listener. Mm. N- never, never with any podcast, I've done with any guests. So I've had some that have very weak social media presence. And I don't care if it's LinkedIn, um, Twitter, whatever. You have to have a presence on one of the five or six major ones. You need to have a presence somewhere. And that's something that I didn't get uh, about having guests on because I have guests on that had 50 followers, which if their story is compelling and stuff like that, I'm always for that. I will help that person out if they acknowledge it from the get-go. But I've had guests that, you know, and, and I hate to say it's my season opener from this past season. Um, this lady has it together, you know, and no, no promotion. Hmm. so yeah I get what you're saying there like I don't understand that though because when I'm on a podcast like yours (laughs) hey I'm excited I'm like oh I got to be a guest I mean this is all new for me so as you know being asked to be a guest so maybe if people have been on it long enough they they don't get as excited I don't know but it's kind of a you know why why not promote yourself that you were on a podcast you know Right. And, and my whole thing is, is like, uh, like I was telling you about the instrument I use Hootsuite. Hootsuite gives me a lot more free time. And yes, I do post a little bit to my Instagram story. That's me personally, but my actual posts are something that I work up almost a week ahead of time. So I'm not really there in person. So I explained like the same thing I told you about how I promote everything. I explained this to my actual guest before we do a show. And I'm like, please at least have half of the energy that I have because I'm going to promote you through that proverbial glass ceiling. And that's one thing that I, I've gotten in return out of 44 podcasts, 12. Mm. 12 have had that much energy or more, you know, and it, and if we do the or more, it's six. Yeah. So, so that's kind of been one of those things there. So let me ask you this. Uh, so after you have a guest on, you do the show. After the first week of promotion, what's promotion like for you after that? Because that's something that, you know, when we're doing this right now, once again, we're helping podcasters understand, you know, what goes on there. So what's the second week of promoting that podcast from last week? How, how does that work out for you? Oh, you know, I, I guess I'm, because my, like you suggested, I do more, but I do two podcasts a month. And so I put it, the day it's released, I'll post something. And then for about a week later, I do it. And then I kind of stop until the next one. <laughs> or oh, I'll bra- wow. I know, I know. <laughs> or I'll randomly add, like put things, but there's so much you have to do. Like I have to find pictures, like on Instagram, everything is a picture. And I'm like, oh, I have to find a picture now. And I have to do this and I have to find something good to say. And I don't always usually have something in my head to say. <laughs> So let me give you something today. This is what I do to guests. And this is something that is part of the profession of it. I get my guests to provide me with a media kit. 
that's uh, the show notes technically or a little bit of the show notes. And I tell them to give me three pictures. And the one thing I tell my guests is I say, give me three brand new pictures. I don't want the same picture that you're promoting or that you've been posting on Instagram for the last six months. I want something fresh with your, you and your product so that it's distinctive to my podcast. And oh. when I, and, and when I get that, like, I, I Oh, you were taking a note on that one? <laughs> oh, no, I was just like, oh, that's a good idea. Because yeah. I, I just, I, when I ask for a picture, they just send me their picture that, you know, there's, when you go to their website, it's the one on there. Right. And so when they send me that, that uh, those generic pictures, like you're talking about the ones that are everywhere, I put the same energy to how they send it to me and how I didn't get the three that I asked for. So that's how they get their promotion. <laughs> Someone like, cause I, I have a lady for my season five episode, you know, right now she sent all kinds of pictures. So it put me in a realm where I got to be on Canva finding something exotic to keep go, keep up with the energy she gave me. Wow. So, so that's one little thing that I take from there. So um, let me ask you this. If someone's aspiring to do a podcast, what would you tell them to do? And what would you tell them not to do? Wow. and i'll give you a little time so i'll put a little dialogue out here real quick uh the reason that i asked stephanie this is because stephanie has a great podcast she puts out two episodes a month which that is uh awesome um i've encouraged her to put out two more episodes just for the simple fact that she has good quality episodes might as well do a whole month worth of episodes um and the reason that i'm asking her these questions is because like i said um there's a quantity of podcasts but there's not quality in them and with the two that she does there's enough quality in them that it would supersede for my podcast to her one for the simple fact that she puts that much depth into her podcast but I think that that production you could put two more out thank you thank you so much that's very encouraging um (laughs) I would say what you should do is just start And if you're anything like me, you'll get so worked up over how to do it. And I wanted everything to be perfect the first time. But, you know, they say just start and you'll learn as you go. And that's what I've been doing. And it was really hard for me because I want to know everything and have it all perfect before I start, Uh, which you're never perfect. So that's never going to happen. For what not to do. I would say one thing I just, for myself that I'm aware of is don't like be, I guess it's a a thing you should do, but have integrity. So don't not have integrity. (laughs) Um, Like just be yourself, you know, and if you're going, okay, for example, if I'm going to meet with somebody at a certain time on a certain date, and I've had people do this to me where like they don't show up. And then a few days, you know, they forget about it or something a few days later, they're like, oh, whoops. Just be mindful of what you're doing and be aware that your guests are your guests. And so have integrity in that respect. You know what I mean? I understand that because because I, I got to take on that because I have a, a policy that I follow. It's called uh, we schedule the podcast at one o'clock by one o five. You're getting an automated email telling you that you missed our podcast. 
Ooh. Oh, because <laughs> I, I, I like like these are the horror stories that we don't talk about on podcasting, and that's one thing why I did this whole podcast collab deal. I have more guests that flake than I produce, and if wow. I produce, if I have almost two seasons on lockdown of episodes, then that, you can imagine. Like I said, I, I was telling somebody I had a high-profile guest, like someone that um, screams on the internet, super mindset coach that everybody follows. This person, I took a dive at them on December third. Um, we coordinated stuff. I got in touch with wh- whoever I needed to in their department uh, that works for them because they have a person you got to go through to get to them. And I scheduled my date with them. Had everything set. The only thing that I forgot to do, I forgot to send the Zoom request over to them. But I still had the date locked down. When I sent the Zoom request over, they were already booked. Even though we had verbally agreed to it, had everything concrete, that my one mess up will not send that Zoom a link, even though, which was unprofessional on my part, still shouldn't have barred me from having that, that date. And when I tried to reschedule to get another date, the person told me that they were just booked up, like they answered my question with the same email and just added extra words. So I learned from that point on that, yeah, I mean, it was a little hard. It hurt me a little bit, cut me deep. Yeah. But it taught me a lesson there to be more concrete in what I do, but also the same policy that I'm giving to my guests, I've got to follow it in life also. Mm-hmm. Because this guest thought that they were the next big thing or, or they are the next big thing. They felt that there were certain things that I should do for them. And I, technically feel that way to any of my guests. I feel like if we were going to go into my real recording studio at West Virginia, wherever, you wouldn't be five minutes late to it. You're not going to be 10 minutes late to it. Cause if you were late, then I've already got someone else in your session time. Yeah. And, be and mindful it, of people's time. I, <laughs> I grew up with <laughs> half my family are late people. And then half of us are early people. So I'm that person who's early, actually not even just on time early. Uh, because, and so seeing side of my family that was always late, I was embarrassed. And so, you know, you hear like, don't waste people's time. And it, it, cause you're not being mindful of other people's time. You're kind of saying, well, I don't care about your time because I'm late. And I know people don't mean it on purpose. They don't go, oh, I'm not, I don't care about this person's time. I'm going to be late, but that's how it kind of comes across. Right. Right. So Yeah. But I'm that person. I'm always early. <laughs> right. And I always try to be prompt and like, just like today, for instance, I was a little off because I was <laughs> dealing with stuff on the phone and this, this and that. Uh, and I apologize to you on that one. But like I said, it's, it's just certain levels of guests. And um, one thing I wanted to ask you about another thing about your guests, like when you, after you get done interviewing a guest, right. Um, how do you handle the retention of uh, who owns the video and all that stuff with your podcast? <laughs> Well, normally, so I had a, a two friends who were unsure of how it was going to sound. So they said, can you send it to me after you edit it before you post it? So I did. And I knew I could trust them. Um, but there was one person where I sent a, they asked for a video and I was like, okay, sure. Cause doy, I don't always think of things until after. And then I'm like, oh, whoops. And he posted it on his social media. And I had actually, this happened right away. And I said, oh, you know, can you take it off? my the episode will come out later because if you post it people are not gonna it's all about numbers and and coming to the specific like if if they're watching on your social media they're not going to come and listen to mine and so it's all about the numbers right and the whatever the algorithm i don't know if that's the right wording um 
So then, then when I did post the episode, he posted again the video and I'm like, ah, no, <laughs> you're supposed to say, go listen to the episode. So now I know not to share the video with people. Uh, so <laughs> plus I, I was like, I'm not, I didn't, cause I, I first wanted to do a video podcast because people kept talking about video podcasts yes. and then I wasn't comfortable with it. And I said, no, I'd rather just do the normal podcast audio sound only. And so I really was not a fan that he released the video, but what can you do? That was also on, on my part. That was a mistake for actually sending it off. Now what I do, I'll tell you, which is kind of crazy is like, I let everybody know this ahead of time. And sometimes I don't, I let them know in the middle of the podcast. Each video that I do, I take a little bit for my documentary because I'm showing, because I want to release this at some point. I always have to ask for permission, you know, after we're done recording. A little piece, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm just showing like how you build these relationships with people, how they'll span out later, how you can do a podcast pretty much for free. Basically, that's what I'm doing right now. And you can make it work, you know. Uh, certain ways like there's strategies to everything you do in podcasting it's not just this uh whole idea of people just dumping out episodes and getting followers and things like that uh to have a podcast because that's not the case mm-hmm. so that's what i do with the video so one thing that i want to talk to you about that we've talked about privately uh about the numbers about the followers about the listeners because these are things that that don't get talked about in the podcast. And, and I'm 100% with everyone about this when I say this. My followers do not count as my listeners. My followers are other podcasters. That's something that in, our, in this whole makeup, I love the community of podcasters because you get so much support. But at the end of the day, it's podcasters listening to podcasters. Yeah. Um, and some of us break the norm and can get outside of that and get other people to listen. Some of us can and then that's why I like stuff like the podcast collide, not in your case, but just in other people's cases, it generates out to other people so they can hear other podcasts. That's why I do my weekly shout outs to all those podcasts. And I always tell people, if someone doesn't tell me about your podcast, reach out to me because I don't just sit there and look for other podcasts because I don't want to follow the norm of a podcast, listen to a podcast because that's all the listeners you're getting. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on that whole thing? Oh, that's a good one. I... So I, I've got, I do get followers on Instagram. And like you said, a lot of them are about other podcasts. <laughs> I might, I, at first it was exciting, but now it's like, oh, yay, another podcaster mess, you know, following me and not like an actual listener. Uh, but that doesn't equate to listeners. So that's sometimes where our social media, I, I'm a bit, is this really working? Sometimes I'm not sure. I've, I've done a lot of those master classes and webinar things where they talk about social media, they talk about podcasting, you know, all these different things. Um, but I, I've also heard, cause I've had certain family and friends who might've listened to one or two, but they don't listen to all of them. And it kind of hurts your feeling, but that your feelings, but then you realize, well, it might not be their thing and you can't really rely on your friends and family. You need to find your own listeners who want to listen to your podcast. And so that's the thing I've had a difficult time of, first of all, finding, I don't know how to find these people. (laughs) 
Except I have been told, you know, you follow other podcasters who are similar to you on social media, and then you comment all the time, and then people might see your comments and listen to your podcast. I don't know how much that works. But yeah, you're right. It, and, and somebody might listen because because I do different topics. And I interviewed the mayor of my city and his wife. And it wasn't about politics. It was about the death of their son. And so I had people listen, but they might have just listened for that. They're not going to listen to all of my other episodes. So you want to find your followers who want to listen to every episode of yours. Right. That's and, a tricky thing. I don't know how to find them. <laughs> right. And like I said, in that part right there, even though I can say how many number I have or whatever, there's no proven formula to give it to someone. And I hate that people sell that to people that I can tell you how to find this listener and this listener will stay with you. What I found you know, besides my girlfriend and uh, a few others in the community that I listen to their podcast just as much as they listen to mine. Um, my own mother, she listens to a, a fellow podcast more than she does mine. Just because <laughs> oh, I promoted, no. just because I promoted it one time and she seen it and I put it <laughs> on her. And, and mind you, my demographics 30 is almost 28 to 72. So I don't hit that 18 to 24 in which like I always tell people, I don't care if I hit the demographic because they don't spend money. They don't equate to much of anything They're When they get to 25 and higher, that's when people are more relaxed and more stable and things like that, unless they have an escrow account that they were blessed into, you know? So, <laughs> so my whole thing is like what I found that's just very organic and stuff. Like I told you the one tactic that I use um, and generally from that tactic, it's usually that younger person saying, hey, I don't like this podcast. I'll give it to my mom or dad. I'll program it in their phone. They'll like it. And bam, that's how they get it. And I'll say one thing about all social media, Twitter, everything's fine. But I will say Facebook has been zero assistance in helping me build anything. It seems like to me, Facebook just wants money, correct? Oh, my word. Every time I get a notification on my Facebook page, I'm like, oh, a notification. No, it's you can boost your your page by doing an ad. And I'm like, and I tried once and I did it wrong. So they rejected the ad because I don't know. It's supposed to be very specific. And I did it wrong. And I'm like, oh, this is so annoying. <laughs> but yeah, I don't get many people interacting with my page on Facebook. More Instagram. Yeah, and Instagram's where I get it. And what I found that I have to do, and I'll tell you, this is crazy. And this is a tactic for all podcasters because I said that's why we do these podcasters a lot. I actually, like you said something about your local town. I actually went in and looked at uh, where I live in West Virginia. We're the, a small state. So I can look at three cities and look at the TV uh, newscast. And I will follow people out of there at first. See if I can attract yeah. listeners from different places. It's, I, I have like 14 different tactics that I should put inside of a book and sell it like everybody else does, but I won't. Um, <laughs> but that's one of the things that I think like in your local area, that's how I pulled my local listeners. And then like you said, the strangest thing, I, I live in West Virginia, which is the mid-Atlantic, which we're considered the north-south, but we're the south-north, if that makes sense. Whoa. <laughs> What, what I'm it is, in Canada, so I don't even understand all right, where so, you are. All right, so, so what I'm saying is, all right, if you're on the Atlantic coast, you go from Vermont to Florida, right? Uh -huh. We're the middle area between all that on the East Coast. Okay. So being there, it puts me in a weird area because if I travel too far north or too far south, I'm getting different groups. And uh -huh. and that's and, and I've found that a little bit of diversity in these different groups is how you get listeners. And like 
it's so much that goes into it. Like I actually, uh, and I'm sorry that I'm going so much in, in, in this uh, in this podcast, but I'll say this and then I'll get right back over to you. I um, do a little research. I'm like, hey, mental health awareness. How many podcasters are doing 40 episodes this week about that? Mm-hmm. Um, just random stuff, local things. Do I need to throw in a local West Virginia podcast so my West Virginians will jump in? And I will say this 100%. West Virginia ranks as my number my in, in state. It's my fifth listener. And my podcast is called West Virginia and Commonplace. <laughs> wow. California is my biggest audience. Wow. Maybe because I'm country or something like that. Now, back to you real quick. You were telling us about everything that's going on with you, but you didn't plug your blog. You didn't tell us where we can find you at, where they can find you on Instagram and places like that. Because one crazy thing about podcast listeners, they will listen and skip through. So I need Mm -hmm. you, Stephanie, to plug everywhere where they can find your podcast and your blog. Okay. So uh, my website is www.stepuppodcast.com. That's just one word. Instagram, I'm stuffup underscore podcast to separate the stuff up in the podcast. And then Facebook, I'm also just step up space podcast. And you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I listen to Podcast Addict. That's my podcast app. But pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find me. Most of my friends listen on Spotify. Oh. Well, out here we're Apple people, and then there's Google. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know. I I found Apple Podcasts on my computer, but I've I've never like downloaded the app. I don't even know how to. <laughs> I don't, I'm really kind of like tech bad. <laughs> <laughs> and even had I had a hard time once time finding Apple Podcasts because I was on iTunes, and I'm like, wait, where's this thing? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it's kind of it's difficult for a few people, but like uh, just with that, it's all in your motor. With that, that's another podcast for another day. So Stephanie, once again, I want to thank you for being on West Virginia and Commonplace. Is there anybody you want to give a shout out to? Um, is there an episode coming up real soon? Because uh, the crazy thing is, is, like we're doing this episode today, right? Mm-hmm. And um, me and you both know that we uh, have to after we get off this, we uh, work on a date to release it or whatever which it'll be a Saturday because we know I've got my normal, everybody drops a podcast Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but these special ones I do on Saturdays because I really enjoy them. Um, is there anybody you want to give a shout out to um, anything going on in your podcast that anybody needs to know about or anything going on in the future with the voiceovers? Like is your podcast, are you shifting? Are you staying on the same network you're on? Are you moving? What's going on with your podcast uh, going into this whole new year? Well, I want to give a shout out to my mom because she listens she, she does listen to all my podcasts. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so I have an episode coming up called Overcoming Obstacles with a, a woman who's a life coach who went through. She was a widow at like the age of 24. And then she's gone through, through quite a different thing. So she's a life coach and helps people how to figure out how to move forward. Um, I'm talking with my friend Hope. We're talking about philosophy and why it matters, especially in today's world. Critical thinking is so important. And (laughs) I just get so crazy when I go on social media and I see some of my friends and family and I'm like, oh dear, no. Um, And then in March, I'm going to be releasing, I'm going to do a series on emotional abuse. So that's going to be definitely difficult. Um, And then, oh, I'm interviewing tonight. I'm interviewing my friend, Eric Crosby, who's got a podcast called True. 
Ooh. So we're going to be talking about podcasting on that. So yeah, some fun stuff coming up. Okay. So once again, I thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. This is fun. All right.